KMTT, Ki Mitzion Titzei Torah, welcome back. And today is Wednesday, and in this summer's man, the Wednesday shir will be given by Harav Moshe Tarigan, a shir on ethical character, midot, ethical attributes and character. Harav Moshe Tarigan. Emir Sashem, this series of shiurim, will address the various character traits, the midos, which constitute the fabric or the landscape of religious personality. What are the character traits, aside from, obviously, general Shemir HaSamitzvos, Yerashamayim, Ahavas Hashem, those are not character traits. Those are prisms or seminal, foundational mentality, states of mind, attitudes, which inform our overall life, create drive and perspective of religious consciousness. But what are the personal traits? What are the personal virtues, the midos, that are necessary to complete the religious personality? Um, it's a very interesting um, preamble to Perke Avos. Um, the very famous preamble. Moshe Kibol Tara Misinai Umasara Yeshua V'Yeshua L'Zikenim And the beginning of Perke Avos chronicles the transmission of the Masara. It's a very famous question, why exactly this introduction or preface is positioned right before Pirkei Avos. It should have logically served as a preface for the entire Tarashim Alpev, for the entire Shas, and naturally it should have been stationed right before Brachos, right before the beginning, or in the, the first sections of Brachos, Moshe Kibbal Taramisinai, outlining the path of our Masara. So there obviously are multiple answers to this critical question, but the Me'iri, and presumably Rav Cook as well to a degree, each presumed that when it comes to building personal character traits, morality, ethics, even to a certain degree the modalities of Yerashamayim, you would think that because these areas of personal development and of human experience are so subjective and contextual, that there really is no tradition, there really is no transmission of a Masara. The pure and mathematical world of halacha, how much matzah to eat, when to ingest, how long the lulav should be, how black the tefillin, these areas of ritual are universal and objective. They apply and obtain universally to every Jew in every location and every context, presuming, of course, the capacity to fulfill these mitzvahs. So in those areas of strict ritual, which we refer to as bin Adam Lamakom, we would almost assume for granted that the tradition dictates uniform, regulated forms of behavior. But in the area of personal development, obviously everything is so subjective and contextual, you would think that there really isn't a tradition or a basic code which serves as a template for this type of character development. And to debunk or to dash this thought, Bira Nasi inserted the chronicling of our tradition specifically prior to Perakayavos, which is the most concentrated or saturated collection of statements of Chazal. Obviously, Shas 
and the entire liturgy or literature of Chazal is strewn and laced with references, with statements and recommendations about developing Midos in personal and religious character. But Pirkei Avos is the most condensed and saturated section of the entire literature of Chazal. And it's specifically this section which, the pre- which receives the preface of Moshe Kibbal Paramisinai, particularly to remind us that despite its subjective nature, and despite the fact that very much nothing can be locked in as a concrete sense, everything has to be seen in its context, uh, the, the framework, the context, the particular individual, the in these precise situation, there is a collection of foundations which should inform our overall development. And these foundational, seminal ideas are collapsed into Perkyavos. And somehow it's our challenge to um, acquire these traits on the spirit which Chazal provided, but to assure that these traits are thought of honestly and authentically. Chazal lived 2,000 years ago, so they can provide the basic code, the basic um, you know, set of tenets, but it's impossible for a generation, 2,000 years, to provide precise and exact direction, precise and direct recipes for personal development. The spirit of Chazal has to be updated with a contemporary situation, with a contemporary context. Before addressing any of the particular traits which constitute human virtue and religious character, I want to speak about the Rambam's very famous Midah Benonis, the middle path, the golden mean, the balanced approach. To a certain extent, this notion of Midah Benonis is a pretext to any particular trait, because every trait which a person acquires has to be acquired through the um, the policies and the mandate of Midah Benonis, which the Rambam outlines in Hilchos Deus. The source, or the closest source in Chazal for Midah Benonis, is a Gemara, actually a Yishami in Chagiga. Yishami in Chagiga, Perak Beis, Halacha Aleph, likens Tara to two pathways, Shnei Shvilin, two parallel roads. Echad shel or one road is heated, is light. V'echad shel sheleg, and one road has snow in it. Very interesting that the Yushami employs the term snow, not darkness, which would be one opposite of light, but snow. Snow is not a very frequent metaphor in Chazal, certainly. Chazal operated more or less in a Mediterranean context, and snow is not a dominant aspect of the Mediterranean climate of Eretz Yisrael or Bavel. But in this case, Chazal likened one road to light with its heat and one to snow. And obviously a person wants to achieve homeostatic balance between the two. And that's why the, the opposite of snow is employed, not darkness, because darkness per se is not a, an element which necessarily has to be balanced with light. Light and illumination can be adopted exclusively, but thermodynamics demands balance, homeostatic balance within any organism. Heat, means cold. If he inclines or migrates towards one side, he dies in heat. 
heat exhaustion. Hita bazu meis b'shaleg mayase. What is the solution? Yihalech b'emsa. You should walk directly in the middle between the two paths. This portrait of the Shalmi and Chagiga and Parak serves as the backdrop for the Rambam's description. The Rambam's description is contained in the very beginning of Hilchos Deos. Hilchos Deos is one of the five sections of Mada. And what's fascinating about this section is that the Rambam essentially concocted or uh, um, created this book. Sometimes the Rambam's Svarim of Yad Chazaka, the groups of halachos, are more or less patterned after particular mesechtas. So Hilchos Nashim, for example, or Hilchos Ishos, is more or less derived from Mesechas Kiddushin with a healthy dose of the Yuchsin described in Mesechas Yevamos and other areas. Obviously, Hilchos Gerishin is patterned after Mesechas Gittin. Hilchos, um, let's say, Hilchos, let's, let's pick an example, Hilchos Lulav is taken from Mesechas Sukkah. So the overwhelming majority of the subsections of the Rambam Sefer are patterned after collections of Halachos already extant in Tarash Peh. The Rambam elaborates, organizes, catalogs, as is his style. Sometimes the Rambam essentially creates sections of halacha by collecting and collating various scattered segments throughout Shas and creating an entirely new section. Hilchas Milachim is perhaps one of the most famous ones. There is no Mesechas Milachim, nor is there any one location in Shas which deals primarily with the laws of Milachim. Obviously there's a heavy dosage in Sanhedrin, but the Rambam created the concept of Hilchos Milachim, not really the concept, but the, the, the backbone, the skeleton of Hilchos Milachim was not based on any one Mesech, the Hilchos Tshuva would be another such example. Um, so Hilchos Deos, where the Rambam attempts to describe all the traits, there is no Mesechta in Shas. Even Pirkei Avos, despite its condensed description, it's not only the world of personal character traits, it's also the world of Talmud Torah and Yerashamayim and Tefillah and some of the Prakim are even less relevant to human development. There's certainly the, the fifth parak describing certain things created and ten, the, the numbers of ten listed. So the Rambam essentially created Hilchos Deos. So in Hilchos Deos, the Rambam begins by first of all acknowledging Deos Harbe Yesh Lakol Echad V'Echad. This is the Rambam's language in Perak Aleph, Alacha Aleph, Bibnei Adam. Jews believe in free will, freedom of choice, Bechir Chavshis, we're the only creature in this universe empowered to make choices, to impose our moral will upon our human instinct, upon our hormones. But that being said, we also acknowledge, we're not predeterministic or Calvinistic, but we also acknowledge predilection predisposition, tendencies, genetic or otherwise, nurture and nature, but certainly nature. So the Rambam confesses that despite the importance and the power of freedom of choice, and the Rambam certainly in Hilchus Tshuva underscores Rishus Lekolechad, very famous sections of the Rambam, perhaps we'll discuss them in some of the Shiurim, the Rambam begins by acknowledging differences in people, and those differences aren't merely um, of taste and of style, of look, appearance, and voice, but those differences 
can express themselves amongst character traits. Some are quick-fused, some are very tolerant by their nature, some are very haughty, arrogant, or ambitions, the Rambam, ambitious, the Rambam describes them as govalev, some are shafel ruach biyoser, which we would call meek, humble, um, unpretentious, some are very, um, have great appetite, it could be avaricious, it could be for physical material pleasure, some are more comfortable in a depriving, ascetic lifestyle. Um, some are um, lazy, some are energetic. Uh, traits which are not, by definition, moral, but obviously can be um, instrumental in enabling or in impeding moral behavior. So the Rambam acknowledges, and, and by and large Judaism does acknowledge, that man is not a tabla or rosa, Man is not a clean slate or an open template, but each person has different genetic, as well as I said before, psychological and conferred predispositions, and that doesn't contradict or in any way subvert our freedom of choice. Part of the challenge of freedom of choice is recognizing your traits and characters and balancing yourself out and completing yourself as an individual, as a human being. There's great controversy today about all sorts of moral and halachic um, prohibitions and vices which a person may have genetic predisposition towards. Uh, modern genetic study has uncovered geno- uh, genetic sources and genetic baselines for certain traits, homosexuality and aggressive behavior and potential criminal behavior. And there are some orthodox thinkers who find these discoveries unnerving and unsettling because how could the Torah um, prescribe or outlaw, how could the Torah ban behavior which it had pre-programmed genetically into different individuals? And our answer is, well, each person has their own genetic makeup and their own psychological composition and Hashem delivers a system of moral law and of divine will that allows us to change ourselves and to not only change ourselves, but at the very least moderate our behavior and, and regulate the expression of those instincts. So, the Ramah begins by acknowledging differences and differences which are predetermined. In the second halacha of Parak Aleph, having established these differences, the Rambam then outlines the dangers of excess. tova. <laughs> The extremes, the poles, the um, absolute fixed points on either end of the spectrum are both inherently evil, and they're inadvisable. And if you find your nature, the Ramam continues, migrating, inclining, tending towards one, that one of them, you should try to return and balance yourself in what the Rambam calls the derech hayeshara. Very often, polar, excessive, extreme forms of behavior are very appealing to us because they're absolute, they're black and white, they're clear, they're unconditional, they seem to be very passionate, very um, disciplined, and very um, appealing. The Rambam completely, completely contradicts, completely subverts that notion. He calls them dangerous. Now, one disclaimer, and sometimes 
this aspect of the Rambam is unfortunately misunderstood. The Rambam is in no way relating to pure religious characteristics. Torah study, fear of God, performance of chesed, prayer. The Rambam, as we'll see, is eminently clear from the continuation of the conversation, as well as the part I already read, is describing human characteristics. Anger or tolerance. Appetite for material or satisfaction with a deprived lifestyle. Happy, gay, joyous, mirthful, or sad, lamenting, um, almost morbid. So in all these areas of human character, the Rambam asserts and endorses a balanced approach, which the Rambam refers to as Derech Yishara, which we know as the golden mean of the Rambam. Very often people employ the Rambam's policy or principle of golden mean as an excuse for mediocre, mediocre religious behavior. After all, I follow the Rambam's position, so I only have moderate levels of Avas Hashem or Yerashimayim. I don't spend all my time that I can studying Torah. I'll spend more moderate. I'll balance it out with other approaches that aren't always necessary. Those questions may be important questions, but they are irrelevant, or the Rambam's principle is irrelevant towards those questions. The Rambam in Hilchos Deos is not describing religion in the ritual sense, Torah and mitzvahs bin Adam Lamakom. The Rambam is describing the way in which we sculpt our character, the type of personality which we develop, the people we become, not the ritual we perform. And the Rambam calls this Mida Benonis. In fact, he hasn't even called it Mida Benonis yet. He calls it Derech HaYeshara in the end of Halacha Beis, and it may be helpful to open a Rambam. He begins Halacha Dalad. I'm skipping Halacha Gimel, but in Halacha Dalad of Hilchazdeos, HaDerech HaYeshara, He Mida Benonis Shebechol Dea Vedea Mikol HaDeos Sheyeshlo Adam. The middle road, which is known, of course, as the Mida Benonis, the middle the mean, the golden mean, golden just being a, a, a attribute or a phrase of supremacy, of, of, of appeal, it's golden, it's elusive but valuable. The Rambam also calls it derech ha-yeshara. Yashar means, of course, virtue, integrity, ethics. The Rambam saw in the word a double entendre, not just integrity and ethics, but balance. Yashar means straight. And when something is balanced, something tenuous is balanced, it appears straight. When it's imbalanced, and lopsided, then it appears crooked. And a little bit later in the first parak, the Rambam actually quotes a very famous Pasuk. The Rambam quotes the Pasuk of, um, in Hala- this is Halacha Dalid, where the Rambam associates the word Derech Yeshara, the Yashar path with the phrase Mida Benonis. Um, the Rambam in the end of Halacha Hey describes the Mida Benonis, the middle approach. We are commanded to follow the middle approach. It's the ideal according to the simple reading of the Rambam. Habenonim, Darchim Habenonim, Behem Adrachim Hatovim, Vehayesharim, and the balanced, 
V'asisa hayashar v'hatov, which typically refers to a super ethical level of behavior, a person who follows not just the halachic mandate, but the ethical or moral responsibility, even beyond the letter of the law, good Samaritanism, volunteer or voluntary moral behavior. The Rambam takes the word yashar, doesn't really quote the Pasuk of V'asisa hayashar v'hatov, but he takes the word yashar as a reference to a balanced steady and um, balanced, steady and unshakable approach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to personal character development and he even somehow um, projects this Midah Benonis onto HaKadosh Baruch Hu. he concludes Halachahei by reminding us you should simulate or approximate HaKadosh Baruch Hu which is a well-known concept of imitatio Dei to mimic the Rabboni Shalom. And the Rambam himself, in the ensuing halacha and halacha vav, quotes all the areas of morality which we should try to emulate, the Rabboni Shalom, Pity, and Rachum, and Chanun, Kedusha, etc. But somehow the Rambam feels that by maintaining a balanced middle approach, we are not only succeeding in a human endeavor of balancing out our personality and preventing the dangers of excess, but we are veering closer to the model of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, V'halachta Bidracha. This is a very, very provocative Rambam. Amida Benonis is not just a recipe for human success, but ultimately it reflects the closest that a human being can come, at the personal level at least, to imitating HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to modeling our own character, after HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the Rambam develops several different terms to describe Midah Benonis. One is, of course, Midah Benonis. One is Derech HaYishara. And then in the end of Halacha Hei of the first paragraph of Chazdeas, he actually associates Midah Benonis and Derech HaYishara with the concept of Vihalachta Bidrachav, of following in the ways and the manners of the Rabboni Shalom. Um... He also establishes a very interesting phrase to describe the practitioner of Mida Benonis. In the end of Halacha Dalad, after he describes the various areas of balancing, so, for example, at least in Parak Aleph, he talks about the balance between anger, which we may call indignance, and tolerance. A person should be tolerant, but not um, so flaccid and disinterested or callous to human suffering, that nothing raises his ire, there's got to be some level of moral indignance. Um, person shouldn't have a voracious appetite for material pleasures, but he also can't be an ascetic or ascetic, he has to, a person should be thrifty and frugal, but not miserly and stingy, um, certainly in the area of tzedakah. He should be full of happiness and joy, but he also shouldn't be um, frivolous, and um, these are some of the areas that the Rambam iterates, and certainly these are not the only areas of Midah Benonis. And then he concludes Halacha Dalid by exclaiming, Derech Zuhi Derech Chachamim. Kol Adam Shadeosav Dea Benonis Mimutsaos, whoever adheres to the middle approach, Nikra Chacham, is referred to as a Chacham. In Halacha Hei, he describes those who even slightly alter 
the balance and the poise of Mida Benonis. Mishu Midakdek al Atzmo Biyoser, Viisrachek Midea Benonis, Maat Litzadze, Litzadze, Nikra Chasid. He contrasts the Chacham with the term Chasid. A pious person does incline, migrate, or shift the balance even slightly towards the extremes. Um, and he contrasts the Midah of Chachma with the Midah of Chasidus, the Midah of balance, wisdom, intelligence, with piety, and even slight migration towards one of the extremes. But he leaves no question about his preference. Even though he seems to validate both approaches, both the approach of the Chacham, which is the thesis of Hilchas Deos and certainly of Perak Aleph, and the approach of the Chassid, there's no question that he constantly highlights the approach of the Chacham, the Midabenonis, as a superior approach. It's a very interesting Gemara, which may have served as the source of the Rambam, highlighting two different approaches, in a slightly different area, but at least you can see the different terms and the different attitudes emerging, and just attitudes that are not meant to conquer each other, we're not meant to highlight one to the exclusion of the other, but at least the Rambam, on a personal level, felt that one really was superior. The Gemara in Shabbos and Kuf Chafala from Medbeis describes Tani Tana Kamed Rabbi Barafuna, one of the Tanoim, one of the Amoroyim mentioned this halacha in front of Rabbi Barafuna. What happens if a person kills snakes and scorpions on Shabbos and assuming a person is in some sort of threat or danger, he's allowed to at the very least, capture them. We're talking about someone who actually kills them. So the Gemara and Shabbos describes someone who kills snakes and scorpions, Ein Ruach Chasidim No Chahimenu, that the pious ones were disappointed, were opposed to this type of behavior. There could be some alternate solution which would um, both maintain personal safety as well as avoid Shabbos infraction by taking the life of a living creature. Amar so when Rava heard this Amara reciting the pious position, he said, Ozan chachsidim, these pious people, ein rachachamim nochamehem. The chachamim were disappointed. He actually employed the same language to, which this student described to capture the response of the chassidim. They weren't nocha, they were angry, they were disappointed with the snake killers on Shabbos. So Rava said, well, the Chachamim were disappointed and angered almost by the Chassidim because this is not a time for um, excess piety. Per- personal lives may have been endangered and So again, this is not precisely our area of personal character development. This is something more um, deeply entrenched in the world of ritual and Shmir Shabbos and Isser Shabbos and Bikuach Nefesh but it does um, it does possess some of the same flavor of our conversation that piety would tend to incline towards an extreme which may be blinded to some of the realities of life which would restore necessary balance. So the piety of Shabbos perhaps would impose a very disciplined approach to Shmir Shabbos which would create hesitation and pause towards killing snakes and scorpions was the realities of human life and of the danger 
and sometimes when a snake or a scorpion attacks, uh, even uh, um, alternate strategies, which may seem valid on paper, can be very, very dangerous. And the Chacham is sensitive to competing realities and conflicting needs and somehow is able to balance them in a way the Chassid isn't. And in general, um, sort of to, just to elaborate for a moment, there are these two traits in the human soul and the human heart that contradict, or don't contradict, but ricochet off one another. And in each religious heart, part of the challenge of religious growth is creating some sort of balance and alliance between the two, between our wisdom and between our piety. It's a very interesting story where Chaim Volazhin, the star Talmud of the Vilna Gon, questioned the Vilna Gon about accepting a particular project which he was offered, a project in Torah. And the Vilna Gon answered Chaim, his star Talmud, Chaim Volazhina, told him, you shouldn't accept this project, you shouldn't be involved in this area. He told him in Yiddish, du bist a kluger nicht a frummer. You're a smart person, you're not a frum person. Now that would seem odd, and it may have been very insulting to Reb Chaim Volazhin, where he wasn't from Halavai, we should all be as from as Reb Chaim Volazhiner. But I think what the Vilna Gon was touching upon is that in each person, there's a one, there's a basic approach or disposition to life, and for some people, they view their life through sophistication, intellect, wisdom, science, not a question of what you study, it's not a question of Taramada, do you study secular science? They just you view the world in sophisticated and intellectual terms. And for other people, their view of religion is just raw religious dedication and piety. They don't think about the subtleties and the varieties of ideas. They just grasp one idea and they fuel their religious world with the force of its energy. And naturally, these two traits contradict Sophistication, um, intellect, profundity, depth does not always allow the same passion and raw energy to emerge because everything is seen as balanced and subtle and complex and complexity sometimes erodes or effaces our passion and passion sometimes simplifies life and renders it inauthentic. Not all of life can be condensed into one syllogism or one principle. And somehow we have to locate who we are naturally, whether we're frummers or kluggers, whether we're from or we're smart, not that wisdom isn't smart, as the Gura told Rebchaim Velazhina, and we have to try to understand our nature, complement our nature, and ultimately develop our nature as well, but also complement it. And the Vilna at least assumed that Rebchaim was a Kluger was a bright person, not a frummer, and as a Kluger he was incompatible with whatever offer was being lodged to him. I sometimes feel that this com- contrast between frumkite and klugkite is very evident in the difference between Shlomo HaMelech and David HaMelech. One could say that David HaMelech was a frummer and Shlomo HaMelech was a Kluger. Um, I think that there magnum opus, their, their manifestos certainly reflect those differences. Shir HaShirim, which was really Shlomo's greatest work, is the greatest poem ever written. The sophistication, the complexity, the metaphors, the layers of meaning, the panoramic landscape of colors, topographies, materials, references, 
materials, flowers, flora, fauna, fruits, vegetables, is simply breathtaking. And it takes a certain intellect to be capable of that sweep. And that intellect was capable of employing that imaginative sweep and capturing the enormity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's relation in Am Yisrael through Jewish history. You really need a mechanism large enough to capture something so enormous. And if you're able to tap into the depth and energy of Shir Hashirim, you're able to sense the lyrical nature of Jewish history. And without that sweep, Jewish history just passes you by. Um, David HaMelech's Tehillim is terrible poetry, but it wasn't meant to be poetry. It was meant to be a hymn or a psalm. And it's raw religious energy, a torrent, a tidal wave of religious emotion, whether mortification, embarrassment, confidence, longing, yearning, and it isn't a historical map as much as a personal encounter with her bonus shalom. And not only doesn't it require the subtlety and the sophistication and the profundity of Shir Hashirim, but that sophistication would ruin it. Shir Hashirim is laced with metaphor. Metaphor is meant to be um, deliciously ambiguous. It's meant to be vague. When a poet inserts metaphor, he doesn't complete the metaphor. He doesn't tell us what the metaphor refers to, but he invites us to read multiple layers of meaning into the metaphor. So each and every phrase in Shir Hashirim invites multiple coexistent truths. Every phrase refers to different overlapping layers of Jewish history. David HaMelech routinely completes his metaphor, which is terrible poetry, but again, this is not a chalila v'chas, an insult to Tehillim. It's rather trying to cast Tehillim not as poetry, but as a, a religious torrent, as a hymn. So when David HaMelech says, Ayal that I am like a ram coveting you on the banks of the river, Hashem, so my soul leaps up to you. That, that's not a way to write poem. You don't want to complete it. That the righteous person will be like a tree built on the banks of the river. And then he completes it. There's fruit and, and shade and, and leaves. and You don't complete a metaphor, but Dabrach is not trying to introduce metaphor. And somehow in Shlomo and Dava we have this contrast between Chachma and piety. And it's not incidental that David Melech exclaims, Reishis Chachma Yiras Hashem. And Shlomo and Kohelis writes, Reishis Chachma Kenei Chachma. Ultimately, if we're given a choice, then our Yerashamayim and our piety has to come first, has to be the driving force of our religious character. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, to a degree... I think the difference between David HaMelech and Shlomo HaMelech is displayed not only by their very distinctive works, but they each sinned and they each fell. And somehow David HaMelech had the capacity to rehabilitate his moral self and Shlomo didn't and he didn't perform tshuva. And somehow in the end, without religious passion as the primary source of religious identity, we may allow our intelligence to become um, unanchored. But ultimately, in the balanced soul, Chachma and Chasidos have to cohere. It's interesting that the Rambam seems to prefer Chachma, and it's certainly reflective of who the Rambam was in his approach to life, and he associates Chachma with the Mida Bannerness, and it does take an appreciation of complexity and sophistication and subtlety and lack of absolutism and extremism to find that middle approach. And the Rambam at least believes that 
that middle approach is the more healthy, at least, again, in personal ethical character development, not in the world of ritual. So, Reza Shem, next year I'll continue discussing the Rambam's Midabedonis, and then we'll start to address some of the particular character traits of Avodah Hashem.